What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Brain Body Resilience, episode number 127. These numbers keep getting bigger every week and uh, blows my mind a little bit every week. So um, yes, I'm still your host, JPB. Let's get into it. Today's episode is titled Mental Toughness Isn't What You Think It Is. There were a lot more words involved there, like mental toughness isn't what you were taught it was by the society that we live in, <laughs> by the trauma of our generations before us all kinds of things, but uh, it was a title. So I took some of those words out and made it short and sweet. So this episode is inspired by a post that I did on Instagram that resonated with a lot of people. And so I wanted to expand on that. Also, it was ties into a a tale of my own life uh, in recent days, yesterday, today. So uh, we'll start with this, this post says, These five things are not the flex you think they are. Number one, I have an extremely high pain tolerance. I can just ignore what my body, you know, what's going on in my body. I can just ignore it. Um, Somebody, this was inspired by something that someone, real, real world uh, words, real words in the world. Can't say that altogether, but this, uh, somebody said this to me. Um, This is called neglect. Your body's asking for help. Pain and discomfort are signals that something needs your attention. So the fact that you just ignore it is not the flex you think it is. I only sleep X hours a night, five, four, whatever. Sleep when you're dead, any of that. If you want to lower stress, increase cognitive health, brain health, memory, attention, immune function, metabolism, physical health, sleep is a key ingredient. None of us should be feeling guilty about sleeping. And the more stress, the more trauma, the more things your body is repairing as you rest and sleep, the more sleep you're going to need. I, uh, number three, I just push down my feelings and move on. Oh, I just, I compartmentalize really well is something I hear people say also, which, um, ignoring your feelings and compartmentalizing are different. Yes, we have to put them on, you know, a side burner for a moment in order to deal with what is present. But um, I think people get that confused sometimes. Feelings need to be felt. The ability to navigate your emotions and emotional response is essential to mental health and overall well-being. We have to recognize them. We have to interact with them and we have to let them process. Number four, I'm a perfectionist or Type A, I kind of put these two in the same, very type A, I just need things to be exactly the way I need them to be. And it's because I am so wound up and trying to look like I have it all held together. You're not a robot, Susan, you'll never be perfect. And your need for love and approval will only really matter when it comes from yourself. So stop shaming and criticizing yourself for just being a person. And number five, I go hard, go big, or go home. No rest days. Rest is for the week. Whatever kind of other 
super bro t-shirt inspiration there is creativity my friends it comes from rest high performance also requires rest muscle gain requires rest fat loss also requiring rest we require rest for a lot of the things that we're trying to do without it it is necessary being tough isn't what i used to think it was being strong is not what i was taught True strength and toughness comes from facing the challenge, the feeling, the fear, the discomfort, the stress, and learning how to work with it and build the skills needed to keep moving forward. Ignoring yourself and your experience is just a great way to stay trapped exactly where you are. So that was my post from yesterday and something that kind of ties in. Um, and I don't talk much about my my relationship life on here. Um, but I felt like this was a good, it's very good lesson for me. I was, um, there was a communication difference, which happens frequently. My husband and I have very different communication styles and, uh, it takes a lot of effort sometimes to understand each other in what we are intending to communicate and learn to better align or better receive each other's communication styles. So there was this miscommunication and I was able to recognize, um, mostly because I think he mentioned it somewhere, um, while our, our, our discussion became a little bit emotional. We don't yell, we don't fight. We, uh, I think make really strong efforts to not let a respect level drop because I don't feel like there's, you can't really come back from that. Um, and so within our relationship, those are kind of some pillars that we stand on. But, uh, you know, in that he, he had mentioned that, you know, you're just trying to defend yourself and you're kind of centering yourself, which then gave me a reaction. And I was like, "Mm, but no, I just want to be understood. And so with some time, I understood, I did understand that, um, I was just trying to defend myself and I was trying to make myself understood in order to, uh, defend myself. And I realize how much I am in a state of defense. And that comes from a nervous system that has been mapped and patterned through lots of childhood trauma. And I'm still working through what that looks like, how that shows up in these post-traumatic stress symptoms and manifestations of that. And so, you know, recognizing that I was centering myself in this conversation and my need to be understood and not attempting to really relate to him or his response and recognize, you know, what it was that he, his part of this, that left me feeling very uncomfortable. And so this morning I was going to apologize and then I was like, oh, maybe I'll just write it down, leave him a little note because I was going to go on a morning walk. That'll be easier. I don't really want to have that, like confront that right now and deal with it. And then I realized that was just another way to try and avoid having to do this hard thing. And so, uh, you know, we had the conversation. I said, I'm sorry. I didn't try to explain myself. I just left it at that. I understand that these were the things that were showing up and, you know, left it there. And the point of that is that it can feel very uncomfortable to show up in a way that is actually strong. I think it takes much more strength to face those uncomfortable things, to admit when we're wrong, to admit when we're vulnerable, to peel back the layers of these 
uh, cognitive constructs that we have and attempt to show up differently. I think that is what real mental toughness is. But I did look up a definition for mental toughness coming into this because I like to know just kind of what's out there. What is What do people think it is? Um, and so a definition that I pulled off the interwebs says mental toughness is a personality trait that determines your ability to perform consistently under stress and pressure. Pressure. It is closely related to qualities such as character, resilience, grit, and perseverance. I think this is crap. In my opinion, uh, there's so many like misunderstandings of a lot of different words in here. Or maybe I am the one misunderstanding. But anyway, this is not of my perspective. This does not make sense to me. Because resilience is not a character trait. It is a skill that is practiced and built. Grit, perseverance are skills that are practiced and paired with consistency. Do some things come more naturally to some folks while others have to work a little bit harder in any given area? Yes. Absolutely. Everyone has strengths that show up in different ways. Nonetheless, they are skills that have to be built on. Mental toughness is a skill that is learned and practiced, and it is not fixed, but paired with a growth mindset that allows you to adapt and grow. And that, my friend, is how you create the ability to perform consistently under stress and pressure. Um, Brene Brown often talks about how vulnerability and courage are closely related. And then that, in fact, courage cannot exist in the absence of vulnerability. And vulnerability isn't about crying on the internet. Crying is great. Do it every chance you get. The neurochemical benefit to stress and pain reduction is great. And it helps you move stored arousal energy out of the body. And if you want to do it on the internet, do you. But True vulnerability is about allowing yourself to be seen, to peel back the layers that you're not so proud of, recognizing when the shields and the defenses are no longer helpful, and showing up to do the work over and over and over again, even when it's uncomfortable and hard. And so to lean into your mental toughness and create a bit more of it, awareness is step one. When we can be aware of what's going on, in our thought patterns, we can also choose to press pause, to respond instead of react, and we can choose to reframe and redirect where needed. Self-compassion is also one of the best tools and maybe seems counterintuitive for those of us who have been used to beating ourselves up and running on shame and judgment, because I know for me, self-compassion took a long time to get on board with. It didn't make a lot of sense to me, and it felt very opposing to, and maybe even threatening to my toughness and my strength, which were actually just walls that I put up. So uh, let me tell you, compassion, compassion creates flexibility. And if you want to continue to adapt and grow, flexibility is a necessity. You are a person, not a robot. And the other thing that is crucial here is getting out of your comfort zone. This is necessary for creating strength. Just like in the gym, your muscles won't grow unless they are challenged. The same goes for your brain. You have to go through the discomfort to get to the other side before you know you can do it, before you have the reference point to say, oh yeah, I am strong. I've done this. I can do this again. So I'm going to keep this fairly short today and encourage you to take the time that you would have spent listening here to a longer episode and spend some time reflecting on where you might find judging, neglecting, ignoring your own needs 
or the opportunity to relate to yourself where these things are masquerading as toughness or type A personality or perfectionism or what you think is strength. Really assess where those things might be keeping you stuck, suspended in space. A space that you may not want to be in anymore. A space that may be no longer serves you. So I'm going to leave it there. As always, I'm so grateful that you are here. Thank you for your time and your attention, the most valuable resources. I'm so grateful you choose to spend them with me. I hope you have a beautiful week ahead. If you found this episode useful, please share it with someone else who might also find it useful. Until next time, peace out.